This is a Friendship Alliance digital campus podcast. It can be found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. Thanks for tuning in. Good morning. We're here to discuss Mark chapter 2, and this is a study that the youth are going through together on Sunday mornings, Wednesday nights, and I'm very happy to have one of the young people here this morning with me, Cheyenne Bivens. Welcome, Cheyenne. <laughs> or how are you doing this morning? Good. Good. All right. Cool. Well, um, we are going to just dive right into Mark chapter 2 and talk a little bit about what we're finding and what we're learning, some questions that we're asking, how we're applying it to our lives. But in this chapter, just to give a little recap, Mark tells us about four different situations that Jesus is working and living and talking and doing things in that are getting a lot of attention. Yep. So he's getting a lot of attention, <laughs> isn't he? So yes. his, his fame is growing, and, and we know Mark just jumps right into Jesus' yep. life and ministry. Mm-hmm. So what has he kind of left out that we've noticed? Um, Did he talk about where Jesus was born? No. No. He was just getting there, getting yeah. to the core. Right to the core of the life and ministry of Jesus. Yeah. So, and there's, we've also talked about this little phrase that keeps popping up in Mark here at the beginning, especially um, in Greek, it's Athos. And it, what is the, what is the, meaning of that um immediately and then yeah it's like very fast paced excellent yeah yeah he's uh, really fast paced and he he wants us to move along to a certain point in the story and he's getting us there fast yep but um in the journey he is teaching us about who jesus is why jesus came And that question why pops up a lot in Mark chapter 2. A lot. So um, just real quickly, this is the chapter where he heals the paralytic. And the question there from the Pharisees is, why does this man speak like that? Because Jesus said he was forgiving the sins of the man Mm -hmm. and healing the man. So we'll look closer at that. Um, Secondly, Jesus is eating and drinking with tax collectors in this in this chapter and, and the Pharisees yeah. ask why is he doing that right and then uh, later on not we'll see, fasting yeah <laughs> it should be fasting right yep. according to their opinion in fact they fast and John's disciples fasted why is Jesus doing it differently right yep and then um later on uh he talks more about that he's um comparing the disciples and and then Jesus at the end of the chapter, is doing something very unusual with his disciples out on the Sabbath. They're going through the grain fields, and the disciples are plucking the heads of the grain and yep. eating them. Well, mm-hmm. that was forbidden on on the Sabbath. So mm-hmm. once again, Pharisees are asking, "Why <laughs> exactly? Why is he doing this?" Right? Okay. So they're questioning his authority to do it, and they're questioning they're questioning his identity. Like, who yep. is this, and why is he doing what he's doing? Well, let's look at the beginning. The paralytic. When Jesus heals the paralytic, kind of paint the story for us there. What's happening? Okay. So um, there was a lot of people there. They yeah. couldn't get through the door, mm-hmm. so they carried the man on the roof. They cut a hole. They put the man down, and then, um, yeah, these yeah. these friends were persistent. 
right? They had very big faith. They did. In fact, Jesus commended them for their faith. Um, so was what was the first thing Jesus did? Did he heal the man, or did he do something else? Um, first off, in, in verse 5, he says, Son, you, you are forgiven. Yeah, yeah. So he forgave his sin. Yeah, he forgave his sins. Yep. Um, boy, that caused a stir. That's the first time the Pharisees asked why. Why, why is he doing this? Why did they ask that? Who could forgive sins? Only, only God Himself. Yeah, only God Himself. Yeah, and that was in their books blasphemy. In other words, he was claiming to be God yep. by forgiving those sins. Um, so he forgave his sins. What did he do next? Um, he did something else for the man, right? He cleaned his outer appearance okay he healed him yep he caused them to walk again Mm -hmm. and you know you're right like those things would have to everyone looking on um you know you in that time they related sickness and and paralyzation um you know the things that this man was suffering a lot with with sin and he would have been kind of left out and outcast and so Jesus was healing his whole appearance, inside and out, wasn't he? Yep. Yeah. Yes, ma'am. Um, so while we were studying this on Wednesday night, I forget who said it, but you get down to the end of that story, and it says that everyone was amazed and glorified God, saying, we never saw anything like this. And somebody pointed out, it might have been you, Cheyenne, that that attitude is an attitude that glorifies God. When you're able mm-hmm. to say, never saw this before, only God could do it, you know? If they were really separating this act out from common things, they hadn't seen this before. And so they were praising, praising God. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, these, these Pharisees were very, um, very well-versed in the Old Testament scriptures, right? Yes, ma'am. There's actually a psalm, Psalm 103, that says, Praise the Lord on my soul and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your sins and heals all your diseases. So it wasn't that strange no. that they would see forgiveness of sin and a miracle of healing all in the same moment. moment. Yeah, yeah. So what do you think they walked away with from that situation? Amazement. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think they were amazed. They had a lot of questions. Jesus was declaring that he is God. Um, what do you think about these friends? Have you ever had any friends that would go to that length for you? That got him up on the roof, dug through the roof with their hands? Probably. Maybe. Good. Yeah, yeah. Kind of learn who our friends are sometimes in these situations, don't we? Well, speaking of friends, there was one fellow without any. Levi the tax collector. Yep. What do you know about him? Um, back then, people hated tax, tax collectors. They were not liked whatsoever. Why? What were, I mean, what's so bad about a tax collector? We all pay taxes, right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but in that case, who was, who was charging the taxes? Um, the Romans. Right, right. And Levi was a Jew, mm-hmm. and yet he was kind of looked upon as a traitor. Yep. 
he was collecting those taxes for the Romans. How amazing that Jesus called Levi. That's pretty amazing. <laughs> it would have taken everybody off guard, wouldn't it? Yeah. Jesus came for, for everyone. got some attention. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, what else got their attention? Um, after he called Levi, he, he went to his house. And who joined them? Um, tax collectors and sinners. All right. What were they doing there? They were eating. What? <laughs> like just eating? They were eating with Jesus. They were eating with Jesus. Yeah. And what was the question the Pharisees came up with there? Why does he eat with tax collectors and sinners? Yeah, when Jesus heard them say that, he responded with this, with this response. Those who are well have no need of a physician, but those who are sick. I came to call, or not to call, rather, the righteous, but sinners. What do you think he meant? Um... He came to heal people that are sick. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and these these sinners and tax collectors were considered sick. Yeah, they were considered they were outcasts, right? Mm-hmm. They were not considered righteous at all, and they they knew it. Like they'd been left out of so many um, circles and. And they were looked down upon by so many others. They knew that they had a need. I think that's one of the things that before we can come to Jesus, we have to recognize we have a need. Yep. So Jesus is there with the tax collectors and the sinners. And they're all partying. They're having a great time. They're feasting. And the Pharisees come up with another question. Not only why are you with them, but... Why are you eating and drinking and having this good time? They said, why did John's disciples and the disciples of the Pharisees fast, but your disciples do not fast? Now, you and I were talking earlier about Jesus' response. Mm -hmm. And you did a little digging, a little studying to to learn a little bit more about this. Tell us what you learned. Um, In verse 18, Mm -hmm. it says, Now John's disciples and the Pharisees were fasting, And people came and said to him, Why do John's disciples and the disciples of Pharisees fast, but your disciples do not fast? Um, In Jewish culture, there was a time to fast, but weddings were not permitted to be um, fasting days because it was considered inappropriate to fast at one's wedding. Yeah, so Jesus came back with that example, right? Mm-hmm. He said, can the wedding guests fast while the bridegroom is with them? So Jesus is the bridegroom yep. in this story. And um, he says, as long as they have the bridegroom with them, they cannot fast. The days will come when the bridegroom is taken away from them, and then they will fast in that day. Mm-hmm. So as long as Jesus was here on earth with his disciples, he was eating and drinking and enjoying them. And, and not fasting. And not fasting. Fasting was related with what other practices? Um, we talked about uh, why, why would someone fast in those days? Fasting is not just a matter of repentance, but it is to give us a way to help us focus on prayer. Yeah, okay. So fasting and prayer were often mm-hmm. put together. Yeah. 
Um, and Jesus says there'll be a time for that. In fact, we're in that time now, right? Like, we're called on to fast and pray. Um, when Jesus comes back, he still uses this analogy later in, in Scripture. He says that when he returns, he'll invite us into the marriage feast of the Lamb. So, once again, we'll move into that face-to-face -face time with Jesus, and it'll be different. It'll be different. Um, good. So... Jesus is breaking all the preconceived ideas yep. that the religious leaders had of that day. Mm -hmm. He said, in fact, in, in the next verses, he says, I'm doing something so new. Yep. What did he compare it to? Um, the Pharisees' law. Okay. And their way. And their way. Their way was the old way. Yep. His way is the new way. And he says, nobody sews a piece of unshrunk cloth on an old garment. If he does, the patch tears away from it, the new from the old, and a worse tear is made. And then, the, and then he says, no one puts new wine into old wineskins. So he was saying, look, what I'm doing does not fit with what you've yep. been doing, right? So something new. Jesus was um, then, right after that, comparing himself to David when he was the Pharisees called him out again he and mm -hmm. his disciples were out in the field on a Sabbath day taking the grain off the stalks of wheat or whatever kind of grain it was and eating it and that was against the Pharisees rules right yep. um, and they ask why <laughs> uh, once again they ask why are you doing that that is not lawful on the Sabbath and he said to them have you never read what David did when he was in need and was hungry, he and those who were with him. And, of course, he's referring back to an Old Testament um, occasion when David went into the house of God and took up the bread of the presence. He was not the high priest. It was not his role to touch the bread mm -hmm. or to eat the bread or to offer the bread. But he took it and he gave it to the men that were with him. And Jesus points to that and says... Look, there's already precedent for this. So, you know, um, he was really aligning himself with David, yep. the Messianic king, Jesus, with David, the king. Um, he was showing two things. He has authority over the law and that his priority as Messiah, his mission priority is different than yep. that of the Pharisees. So how do you think Jesus' mission is different, was different from that of the Pharisees? What did the Pharisees want to do? They just wanted to... Have power? Well, that was one thing. I think, in, you know, at worst, they were power-hungry. But at best, they were just trying to protect the Old Testament, yep. law, Old Testament, Old Covenant laws. They knew it. And Jesus was going to do something... Even better. <laughs> <laughs> Great. That's exactly right. Jesus was going to do something even better. And whatever Jesus does, it has implications for his disciples too, right? He's going to involve us in yep. his actions. He involved his disciples. They were the ones out there gathering the wheat to eat on Sabbath. Um, they were the ones out there um, who were fat, were not fasting. They were enjoying the parties with him, and the they were... Boy, they were really out of their comfort zone sometimes, I imagine. Mm -hmm. Good. What else? Anything else that you'd like to just share with us, Cheyenne, that, that's been on your mind out of Chapter 2? 
No, ma'am. Okay. Well, listen, I really appreciate you joining me this morning to kind of recap Mark chapter 2 and give me some of your thoughts and share with us um, some of the things that God's been teaching you through this. And um, it's fun. I look forward to this week and coming weeks as we continue to study Mark chapter by chapter and see what the Lord is doing and and ask Him to, to do it in our lives too.